Reality TV should be fun. Bravo, not fun. Not fun whatsoever. But are you ready to get down to reality? Let's get down to reality. To our third episode of Down to Reality. I'm your host, M, also known as Connection Queen X. And I am your other host, Ro, also known as Reality Ops. And we have a lot to talk about today because what in the solar system is going on in Bravo Land, Bravo Verse, Bravo anything? It has been a crazy freaking year, but a really crazy week too. But like, why do I feel that February in itself could have been a whole year? It was that extra day. That extra like, day right. is what the decision. But like April Fools, we know we know about that date, right? Is there any type of thing for a leap year? Is this like a leap year joke? I don't know, but I just felt like I, the memes that were memed that day of anybody who watches Bravo were hysterical because I could never relate more. It was like left, right, up, down, center. There was always something happening yesterday. It was not ludicrous leap year. <laughs> I love that. Oh my god, I love that so, so much. You know I love that word too. I know. Okay, so let's tell them what we're going to talk about today because we have a smorgasbord of shit. We're going to start with Rachel Levis, her lawsuit against Tom Sandoval and Ariana Maddox and naming 1 to 50 does. We're going to talk about Jax and Brittany and their split, not split, split, not split, split. Another thing we're going to talk about that we're excited about is The Valley. Then we're going to do a little Vanderpump recap from episode, was it four? I always five. forget. Five. Ep- from episode Outfraise, five. We're already a month into, like past a month into it. Um, Which not that much has happened for it to be that far into the show. Correct. But we're going to talk a little bit about that episode. I think overwhelmingly you all felt like it was a boring episode. So we're going to talk a little bit about it. Just some overall thoughts some about some scenes. Not too much. Then we've been saying we're going to talk about some other shows. The main show that we want to talk about is Summer House. But the problem is there's so much going on in Summer House right now that we talk too much about it. So we're going to release that as a second episode that should come out the day after you hear this episode. And in that second episode that we have, Summer House, we're also going to talk more about Sheena and Brock and OCD, since Sheena has OCD and I have OCD, and it's just a little bit of a longer conversation. So we're going to pair that with Summer House, and that's an episode that's going to come out after this one the following day. So let's get started with this lawsuit. Yeah. (laughs) Where do you want to start? Where do we start? I'm just still baffled. Like, I'm still processing that this actually happened because, like, the whole leap year, March 1st thing, the timing of it. Is it a little coincidental? I don't know. Well, so let's just explain. For those of you that don't know, Rachel Levis is suing Tom Sandoval and Ariadomatics. And neither of us are lawyers here, so we're just going to do our best job presenting this to you, but mostly giving our opinions on it. But one thing she is suing them for. One count is against Sandoval and it's for eavesdropping. Okay. So this is basically for him recording her without her consent, without her knowledge. Then there is a second one and it's against Ariana 
and dose one through 50, same with the first dose one through 50. And that's for revenge porn and distribution of video. So that's saying that Ariana allegedly, allegedly obtained this video and distributed it to people. Now, when you're looking this up, okay, if you already follow Vanderpump Rules, everything, Ariana has said before, she said this on Sheena's podcast. And Brad, her best friend, had said this on, I believe it was Nick Vile's podcast, that she only sent the video to herself and Rachel from Tom's phone, okay? Distributed, what I'm hearing typically means like several people or group of people. So they are alleging that she distributed to more people. And if that's the case, she can be unfortunately in a lot of trouble. That's the second cause of action. The third cause of action is invasion of privacy. So that's against Ariana Maddox, Sandoval, and Doe's 1 through 50. And that's acquiring the video. So taking the video and distributing the video. So it's just an invasion of privacy, like capturing this video without her knowledge. And the last one is intentional infliction of emotional distress. And so this one is interesting. This is against Sandoval Maddox and Doe's 1 through 50. And it's the emotional distress that she is blaming on Sandoval, of course, for taking this video without her consent, but mostly on Ariana Maddox for what was said at the reunion and the way that she came down on her with her words at the reunion. So, all right, let's get Let's get into that. So people know a lot about this by now. And by the time they hear the podcast, they'll know more. But I know people have messaged wanting to know our opinions on it. So let's talk about those opinions. What what do you think, Em? Absolutely. Okay. So here's the thing. I feel it is so fair for Rachel to come at Tom. A thousand percent. Are you kidding me? He took like videos of you and you were not privy to that. Go get him. But Ariana, that part baffles me, like to the point where I really am speechless because I'm I'm struggling to formulate cohesive thoughts about the feelings I'm feeling because I'm just so confused. I, it's like I've read so many things online, obviously, too. My whole thing is why? Why would she come after Ariana after her own behaviors that she did? I just feel like the way that it is hitting me, it's like somebody – for lack of better words, like pushing you and then being like, I'm sorry I pushed you. Can I hug you? It's just weird. Like it doesn't make sense to me. She's, you know, apologizing to Ariana on her podcast. She's, you know, doing all of these things. But then this happens and this came. What do you mean hug you and then push you down again? Like I felt like Rachel was so or was trying to denote remorse in her podcast and, you know, going away and getting the mental health help that she got. Mm -hmm. But now I just feel like she ripped the carpet from under Ariana. Like Ariana has literally not spoken about you. She has truly kept your name out of her mouth. And I feel like she's handled everything with class. Why? Yeah. You – I don't want to say you started this. You created this, you know, whole scandal thing because it takes two to tango. But you were a part of something that was such a major downfall in her life. It's like think about – this is where I would love for her to be empathetic and just think about if that was you, Raquel, if that was you, Rachel, what would you have done in that moment? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That, yeah, um, that's 
that's a piece of, I guess, how I feel because I have different thoughts, I feel like, almost every hour. (laughs) So one of the things she's saying, too, about it is she's saying that Ariana also, as early she's saying as last fall, basically knew that there were things going on, that they weren't being discreet and would make comments and said in December had said, save this for a story for season 11, like using it, basically saying, we're going to use this for a storyline. Like, don't be handsy. Rachel's alleging that she said something about don't be handsy. The problem with reading this too is when I'm reading it, I'm realizing that most of it sounds like hearsay. It sounds like things that people are telling her that they heard or saw and not straight from Rachel. And that's what I'm confused about, like how we're able to have this whole lawsuit over what a lot of what seems like to me to be hearsay. Um, They even cite things like reality blurb. Oh, yeah, I did see that. This lawsuit is written like an article to me, Mm -hmm. like basically taking pieces of different different articles and different you know sources everywhere and just like putting it into a lawsuit it's i don't know i'm not super familiar with law i mean i love watching these court cases on tv i love emily d baker and i'm waiting for her to do something on this if you don't follow emily d baker she's on everything but especially on youtube love her she yeah just, we need like a debrief from somebody who can actually give us like a solid comprehensive debrief i need emily because this lawsuit is apparently, okay, the intention is to go to court and they're going to have a jury. Yes. I did see that on the papers. I did see that they are asking for a jury. So if that's the case, I mean- Do you imagine getting called for trial for that as like a juror? um, I mean, I I can't. We would have to say we were biased. (laughs) Well, you wouldn't be allowed to be on the stand yet. We would not. This will show Tom Sandoval that not everybody knows about Scandoval because it's not going to be like the Johnny Depp case where it was yeah. very difficult to get somebody on that stand. This is different. Not everybody knows Vanderpump Rules. Not everybody knows Scandoval, whether or not it was on CNN. Um, but it's just interesting because so there were two videos, too. I don't think a lot of people knew about that. There were actually two videos that were found on the phone and that were sent to Rachel and Ariana. She says Bravo wouldn't let her discuss her side and issued a gag order against her. They also allege in this lawsuit that James kicked the family dog four times. By the way, not Graham. Okay, her mom's dog or their family dog. Four oh, times. Okay. okay. I thought that so it's Rachel's family's dog. Yeah, that wasn't Graham. Okay. I didn't um, know that. Thank you. Oh, yeah. you're So A lot is included in here, and I don't understand why. Like, why throw James in there? It's because you're going to bring him up at a later date. Like, why wouldn't that be separate? The whole thing confuses the shit out of me, but I'm not a lawyer. So, I mean, no, same here. here. I mean, you're talking to me off, so I'm definitely a wee bit confused. I just want to say really important for everybody that's listening. These are our opinions only, okay? Only our opinions on the matter. Yeah, we're like. more than that. (laughs) Yeah, we're. We're two little, you know, peeps on this planet Earth, and we do not claim that our opinion is best, better, or the greatest whatsoever. Another point I just feel like it's important to note is like Ariana's always been such like a woman supporter. And when she was on Sheena's podcast, she used certain language that really, I mean, made it pretty clear where she stands on that. Like, I feel like Ariana was even 
feeling for Rachel during Sheena's podcast. Do you know what I'm talking about? Do you know what clip I'm talking about? Yeah, she said it wasn't right. She shouldn't have been recorded if if she was recorded without consent. If she was, that that was not right and that's wrong. She's yep. defending her in those situations. Correct. I, they're claiming distribution of the video. I personally cannot picture Ariana Maddox, who is so clear about her feelings on bodies and insecure her own insecurities of her body. I cannot picture her sending this video to multiple people. Why would you even want to? Like personally, I would never want to send a video like that. That would be so mortifying. It's mortifying enough, but like why would she even want us in the video? Telling them is enough. And they're also saying in this lawsuit, and we've talked about this before, but Rachel has mentioned before, I think it was on the podcast. Yeah, it had to be on the podcast. That's the only place we've heard her talk besides here. But that people know details. The only details people are saying and know are that she was pleasuring herself in the video. And it was on Facebook. Come on. We're all sleuths. You don't think that that would have gotten out eventually? Drake's ding-a-ling flew out there. I just feel like if it was distributed, it would have been very hard for it to not get out there. Very hard for it, especially with the way people are, sadly, like trying to make a buck. Correct. That's a great point, too, though. That's a really good point, too. That's what I'm saying. That's what gives me – I mean, beyond just really feeling like I see Ariana for who she is as a person, that's another great point, too. I just – I don't feel like it was distributed. Personally, that is my opinion. And saying that this lawsuit seems like riddled with fear on Rachel's part, like fear of – it being out there one day. And I can't even imagine that. Like what I can't imagine doing what she did. But on the other side of it, if something like this were out there of me, again, would never be. But if it were, I would be so scared knowing that I hurt this person. I did this terrible thing to this person. How do I know this person is not going to get back at me, whether it's now or one day in the future? Kind of like the Stassi video also that Lisa had given Mm -hmm. money for to get rid of. Kim Kardashian's video, you know, I could see her living in kind of constant fear of this. At the same time, this is what happens when you do something like this. It should never happen that you have to fear this getting out ever. Ever, ever, ever. Like you shouldn't have done this in the first place. And I have to add to this in the article. I keep calling it an article. It's a loss. It's It's the first step of her suing them. Okay, we'll see if it goes through. But it says, however, given Sandoval's apparent practice of secretly recording their video calls, Levis has every reason to assume there are additional illicit videos and or photographs of her that she has not yet seen. So like this was a thing that they did. And we've heard people talk about this before, like this being a thing. I just, I I think it's also strange saying Sandoval's apparent practice of secretly recording their video calls. Is this just is this just apparent because of this situation? Or have you heard of him recording the calls in the past? And if so, why did you continue this practice of taking these phone calls? So I feel a certain type of way. Like, ladies, do not send any part of your body to anyone, <laughs> like ever, because it there is a very good chance it could get out there. And I feel like that, I don't want to say it's common knowledge, but it's just like, Thinking about like long term and like events, like every action has a reaction, things like that. I feel like those are good pieces to know. But like if you do trust someone and really trust someone, I could see somebody 
slipping up and being like, oh, no, I trust them. I can send this to them. I know it'll never get anywhere. So if that is true, that he recorded her and she had no knowledge of it, and we heard this on TV also, they would have to prove that she gave him consent either in writing or in a recording. So if they don't have proof of that, he's screwed. And whether or not she gave him consent, if it's not written or an audio somewhere, he's he's screwed. And she's saying she didn't give him consent. And if that's true and he recorded these without her consent, well, then that's fucking horrible. That's a horrible, disgusting thing to do, like recording that and not telling the person. But we have to find out. But it's Is Sandoval, too. It's like it's Sandoval. He was not making any good. He has not made good choices. And like, could I see Tom record her without her consent? Yes. But could I see Ariana distribute that? No, I don't. Mm. So here's the thing. She is suing Ariana for intentional infliction of emotional distress. Intentional infliction of emotional distress. Could Ariana not say the same thing? A thousand percent. She cheated with her partner of 10 and years. on national and of 10 years of national television and lied to her face in front of all of us on video like embarrassed the shit out of her could have put her into this terrible mental place and by the way she might have been we have no idea what's going on behind closed doors like we've said before right and i feel like how honestly i the thing that i'm disappointed in is I really feel like she has made growth, but I don't know where her advisement is coming from and who she has that can tell her the right things. And if she's able to make these decisions on her own or not, or if she just has so many voices going at her, telling her things, because I, her thoughts and her actions to me are all over the place. That's what I was saying earlier with like the podcast stuff. I'm so confused. Like you're I, going to be able to use that podcast in court. Like her her words on her podcast contradict the words on the lawsuit. Oh, that's a good point too, actually, because she had. I mean, she's coming. This is that was a great point. Sorry, that just kind of sparked a thousand different thoughts in my head. That was a very good point because that absolutely could be used. And like again, the narrative that she has been sharing. It's confusing. I feel like there's a lot of not uh, you said it just before, not idiosyncrasies. Um, contradictions. Yes. The contradictions. That's what I was trying to get at earlier. Like I'm that does not connect for me. What she's saying in her podcast and what this lawsuit is now saying. I'm like, we're, we're hearing two different people. I- I'm confused. It's the other so thing confusing. Is, it's with, so confusing. Even in this document, I'm confused. It's all over the place. With like, you know, her saying like the emotional distress, I obviously a thousand percent agree with you, Ops. Like I'm so confused by that because in the same breath, how are you suing Ariana for that when you absolutely could have caused the same for Ariana? I don't get how she's honestly. And also, what about, I mean, I don't know. Again, we're not lawyers. What about freedom of speech? Ariana, this was like filmed three weeks after. I would have had the same jargon probably to say to her. Yeah, I don't, I don't get it. 
And by the way, in, on that video, the woman was saying like some like lawsuit like this, a person won a billion dollars. And so yeah. what is her intention here? That's she, a great question. Like, I she love that question. A, a vendetta against Ariana? Because that's what I feel like. First, you take her partner and now you're suing her. Why? What? To me, it's very, it doesn't, it's so fucked up to me. No, literally, when you were like, what? No, literally, what? It's like, like, I just want, I, I'm just echoing what you're saying because same. And I feel like not just us, if you, you know, go online, any social media platform, people are genuinely confused by that part, not by her suing Tom. That's super valid if, in fact, that, you know, the allegations are true. Yeah, that is valid. Is like, what? (laughs) Come again? And I also, like you said before, waiting a year to sue, I think that was her, I think she only had a year to do it. But it's very, it's all very, very strange. And I'm going to tell you something. I was really happy that she went to a mental health facility for three months and took care of her mental health and has talked about her mental health on the podcast and I feel like what she's learned has been really good. Yeah, no. Same. But I I can't help but feel like if back then she was advised and listened, not like Tom who doesn't listen, and listened to somebody who said, "Go over here, go do this now, get your mental health, get go into treatment and we can use that later as proof of how it hurt you." Can't help but wonder that. Um, Sorry, can't help I but mean- wonder that. I definitely I hope not but I can't help but wonder that well yeah I mean that definitely does help if you have medical documentation for certain legal things so yeah I I could see where you're coming from yeah and not to say she didn't need it I mean this is definitely something that could warrant needing help but I do think she might have been advised yep right Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I definitely could see that. And I mean, if you look up any type of like mental health stuff, just Google it. I feel like, you know, there's always information about like the necessary medical documentation um, that helps to support different cases. Although in saying that, we should add that the Meadows where she went is also an addiction treatment center, which, okay, if she needed treatment for addiction issues, like she did talk about how she was drinking too heavily and things like that and they brought this up in the document but that also contradicts what she was saying which was she needed to go here for the intentional infliction of emotional distress so just a lot of things these are just our thoughts just our own personal thoughts (laughs) um but I think that this would have read so differently if it was like, I'm just suing Tom Sandoval because he recorded me without my consent. But now her coming up to Ariana, whose world she already, yes, did she come out on the side of it, on the other side of it doing great? Yes, looks like that. But I, I, I can't fathom how she's doing this to Ariana. I honestly, like, it's mind-blowing to me. So what you said before, it's like, Pushing someone, hugging them, saying they're sorry, and then, like, pushing them down again. But then this time, like, in the gutter. It's just so confusing. And I feel like this could have been an opportunity for, like, potentially Rachel and Ariana to, like, band together and be like, screw Tom. 
he sucks, you know? And instead it's, no, I'm coming at both of you now. Yeah. It's just, yeah. She also makes allegations of the cast, like, dehumanized by the cast. She talks about Sheena throwing her into the wall. Um, They talk about Katie Maloney saying, I'm going to set you on fire. James saying the poo-poo head. Like, all of this was in there. (laughs) But, like, this is where I... Didn't James call Sandoval the poo-poo head? Yes. Or at least I thought so. That was the impression. That's what I thought. But also, I'm genuinely confused because, like, what about... I mean, again, like, this will probably highlight how, like, non-legal I am. But what about freedom of speech? They're not allowed to just say that? No? I don't know. You're right. I don't freaking know. Did James call Rachel a poo-poo head? <laughs> Hold on. Did James Did you just Google Rachel? that? Yeah, of course I Googled it. If you ever saw my Google search history, <laughs> the weirdest we thing you've ever seen. literally, probably. though, say. I mean, it's gotten better because I've learned to not rely on Google because it's a problem, but... Um, no, this okay. is very funny, though. I think we should do a little segment of like what our Google search is only because of our professions, too. I feel like we might have somewhat similar Google searches. <laughs> James poo head. No, I mean, I-, I don't see anything about calling Rachel a poo head. He called Sandoval. Oh, and oh, no, that's right. He said both of you poo heads. Oh, he did. He said both. Oh, of you. so she was looped with Sandoval. They're both poo heads. Remember the point, both of you, poo-poo heads. Yes, I do remember. And I can literally see it clearly in my head. I mean, that was a great reunion. Poo-poo heads? You're offended by poo-poo heads? Come on. There's a lot worse than poo-poo heads. There's a lot worse? What do you mean? Ariana's partner's pee-pee was in you. That's pretty bad. You can't get, you can't take poo-poo head? (sighs) I did feel bad for her, like, I get it. If Sheena really threw her into the brick wall and they're saying here punched her. I heard she didn't punch her. The story keeps changing. But if she really did get hurt by that and thrown into a wall, again, we don't know. It's alleged. It's one person's story against another person's story. But if that happened and watching it back the reunion, you know, I mean, we were just like, yeah, because we're like, F you, look what you did. But when you think about her as a human being and then having to take all that, I obviously feel for, we've talked about this before, I feel like she was grossly misled and understood things a certain way. And I think she has a hard time possibly um, reading situations and, I don't know, just reading situations. And I I feel bad when I watch it, but at the same time, like, she did that when they were in front of her, when she was in front of them. And then she goes in the back room and is, is laughing with Stanoval. Mm-hmm. And I just don't know. I just don't know what to believe with her. Like, I feel like if I could talk to her, maybe be different. But like, I just don't. But actually, maybe not because she talked to Ariana plenty. And I honestly, like I said before, I can't help but feel like she has this vendetta against Ariana. Like, why are you doing this to her? You can take all her money right now. Like if uh, the video didn't go anywhere, the video didn't go anywhere. But that's the, yes. No, no. That's the other thing, though, too. That's why I'm also a little confused because I'm like, wait, girlfriend, your lawyer, your team sent out a cease and desist. And then honestly, Ops, do you remember hearing about it after like the initial burst of it? Because I don't. It really like was quieted. Yeah. No, I really don't. No. Oh, by the way, that was a really funny 
really funny line in here as if this is like a show. And I keep wanting to call it an article, even though it's a lawsuit, saying that she was taken by an older man. Like, he's older, obviously, but he's 11 years older than her. It bothers me, though, too. 11 years. It's like, Rachel and I are the same age. <laughs> like, girlfriend, I'm sorry. That is... I, I understand where you're frustrated and where you could be concerned and upset if he did, in fact, record you without your consent, right? I don't think it's fair for you to say, though, like, when I think of predator, I think of, like, people that are, like, preying on, like, young girls. Rachel, you were, like, two years away from 30. Yeah, I know. That, and the only reason I'm saying His girlfriend now is younger. The 23-year-old. His publicist, Riley. His that's publicist, what, that's Riley. Though, like this, is, and again, I'm me and her, me and Rachel are the same age. Like, I don't see how is that why they're calling him a predator, or are they calling him a predator for recording without her consent? I don't know. No, what I think it's like the manipulation that they is, feel, and that's um, fine, but I just don't think it's fair for them to like label their ages and have that be a point of action. It's like, no, no, right. no, 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 it's not like she's 18, 19, 20, 21, 22. No, like her brain was fully developed. <laughs> no, yeah. no, no. Um, you know, like the part about like people silencing her and all that, if that's true, that's not fair. Everybody did speak about it everywhere. And then if she wasn't allowed to speak on it, that doesn't – but I don't get how that would be. Are you talking about like the gag order part? Yeah. I don't get why she would be the only one not allowed to speak on it. Like why didn't she just speak on it? Yeah, to me, that it doesn't part really make sense. No, that part also confused me because I do agree. Like, if she, for some reason, did have a gag order, then I don't think that that's fair because the whole cast was extremely verbose during that time. And I think it would only be appropriate for her to also be able to share her side of things because I am into fairness. And even if she did something wrong, I still, as a human, she deserves an opportunity to share her side of it. But that doesn't, why would she just have a gag order and no one else? Yeah, and then they were claiming that, you know, Bravo basically should have let everyone know that she was in the meadows. But then they were also saying, like, protect your privacy. And, like, why couldn't anybody from her side let everybody know and let that be out there and known where she was if they wanted? The whole spa thing, I didn't feel like anybody should have – she could have come out and corrected that. Like, anyone else could have come out and corrected that. So I just don't get – there's so much blame being pointed on everyone else. And that's where I have a big problem with it. I just also at the same time don't want to take away from what she experienced. I think what she experienced was horrible. But do you need to sue to handle it like this? Right. And it just yeah. makes me wonder, like, like what is your uncle? It doesn't. I'm like, it yeah. cannot compute. Yeah. But – yeah, anyway, we'll see. We'll see what's true, what's not true. If Ariana did distribute this video to many people, obviously that's a problem. Obviously, I, I would not agree with that. I can't picture her doing that. But if she did, then that is a big problem. And that's not okay. No, absolutely is not okay. I do not agree with that. But like you said, I, I cannot we'll picture her doing that whatsoever. And at this point, I really can't handle anymore, <laughs> like, from Bravo. 
Yeah. Well, these are Bethany's lawyers, right? Were these like the, these are the lawyers that went against Bravo? Which, by the way, did you hear Bethany said she's not doing her podcast anymore, the rewives or whatever, the because this is all getting too much and she doesn't want to be involved in this. It's too dark or something. What? No, she did <laughs> not. Yeah, she did. Bethany, yes, you did. This yes. is also like so contradictory. Are you kidding me? You created. No, I'm not kidding. No, and my brain is reeling right now. So just give me a quick second to process this because she is the one that start. She started. What is that song? We didn't start the fire. Yes, you started the fire. Like that makes no sense to me. How is no. she going to pull out of her podcast now? The revives. I don't know. It says, this is from page six, Bethany is canceling her controversial Rewives podcast. She says, it's the worst version of a toxic dumpster fire. She says it goes against her morals. As of late, there has been so much dirt and garbage and crap, like a dark cloud over this space, this medium, the vehicle and entertainment. She noted in the eight minute podcast, which is titled, it's me. I'm the problem. It's me. She says, it just feels dirty. Frankel continued. It always felt somewhat dirty. Yeah. You shouldn't have gotten involved. It got dirtier, then it got toxic, and now it's the worst version of a toxic dumpster fire, and I don't want to be associated with it anyway, and I don't want to talk about it, and I don't even really want to have people on who are currently on it unless we're talking about their kids or their motherhood or something else. Oh, my gosh. The Skinny Girl founder said that while she thought the podcast was a good piece of business when she launched it in 2022, her view began to change as she interviewed fellow Bravo celebrities. Like, Bethany... Why? She literally sparked the match for that dumpster fire. That's why I'm confused. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Did she also not like this lawsuit that Rachel put out? Was she like, why are you going against Ariana this hard now? Like, you know, I I don't know. That's a good point. I just kind of assumed that like Bethany was the one motivating Rachel to pursue taking legal action against both Tom and Ariana. Yeah, I don't know if we should put so much on her. She says that they, their team, you know, reached out to her at first. So I, I'm not sure. That is true, too. That's another good point. Her team did, yeah. I mean that, but again, we have to take, I personally, I want to take what Bethany says with a little grain of salt, too. Yeah. Bethany, I think, and I've said this before, I enjoyed her videos of her eating bagels and, like, <laughs> crabs. <laughs> And I don't get why you would want to bring all this darkness into your life if you have a good life. What it, I never understood the point of exposing the housewives and Bravo and these women who are grown-ass women who signed up for this shit. And you can't, to me, I don't get how you can be a woman who is fully grown and say, well, they're encouraged to drink. Maybe you're encouraged to drink, but you still have a decision whether or not you're going to do it. And many housewives don't get naked wasted on TV, you know, So, or, or do things that are completely inappropriate on TV where then they have lawsuits. And you have to know whether or not you should be putting yourself in this type of environment or in this type of job. So I just think that the whole thing was a shit show and now she's pulling out. And yeah, it's a shit show, period. <laughs> shit show. All right, let's go on. All right. So, yeah, I think we completely exhausted that whole situation. 
We just want to take a quick break to give a special shout out to the person who did our podcast artwork, and that is Drummy Bitch. She is an incredible artist. Please go check her out. She is on Instagram and on TikTok. She does coloring books, stickers, a whole bunch of gifts for Bravo, Vanderpump Rules especially. She has a subscription also for weekly VPR coloring pages. That's super cool. And her latest thing on her page is stop motion animations, which are phenomenal. And that's what we were talking about on the pod. You can also check out her website, shopmebitch.com. You will not be disappointed. Let's just get into Jax and Brittany and everything that's going on with them. So I definitely got jaxed. Okay. If you are not following, there were rumors that they were split, separated. Okay. And he said, on post that it wasn't true. There were also rumors that he cheated on Brittany on a bender in Las Vegas with the Toms, and that's why they were separated. He said that it wasn't true. I really believe, like, people, or not I believe people, that's not true. I don't know. I definitely don't always believe people as per our last conversation. But I like to hear from sources themselves. So once he said that, I'm like, okay, not true. But I got jaxed because <laughs> Brittany then says on her podcast this week that they are living in separate homes and she needed to take a break. They needed to take, she needs to take a break from him, take time apart for her own mental health. And she did not say that they're separating. She did not say that they're divorcing. And those are the headlines that are out there. So she says this, But it's clear that they're taking time apart. She says it. She says they're living in separate houses right now. But then we have Jax, who (laughs) gets stopped by the paps. But does he get stopped or did he call the paps? I I don't think he called the paps. And there were actually a lot of times I thought Sandoval called the paps. And then I found out that he, he didn't call the paps. But we anyway, no, if he called the paps that one time he was putting his luggage into his pickup truck, I think he called the paps that time. Do you remember that? He like could not get his luggage into the car. I was like, yes, that was like my favorite video. What? He has a lot of good pap videos. Um, so anyway, Jax said to the paparazzi that no, he's like, no, that's not true. Like we're not divorcing. No, we're, she's back home now or whatever. And we're not living in separate houses anymore. We were living in separate houses, but we're not anymore. Okay. And at this point, I already know that I got jacks the first time. Right. So I'm like, I'm not going to believe him. I want to hear what Brittany says, because we know Brittany always has to correct him or speak for him on the podcast. If you listen to their podcast, which I actually really like, but she has to speak for him a lot and correct him a lot. And he just says, he just says bullshit a lot. And then we see today Brittany has pictures, other paps called her, pictures moving into a rental home. So moving stuff out of their house and moving into a different rental house. So. <laughs> but like, did he just say that temporarily because she moved there for the day? And then I think they said a source, a source in quotes said, oh, he must have just said that because he was caught off guard. No, that's probably Brittany probably just correcting it again because he keeps doing this shit and and that's the other thing though too again we don't have all of the info we need way more info but like 
Sometimes people just need space. What if they just need space? Yeah. I mean, I I shouldn't say I don't think he cheated on her because who the frick knows? But I don't think he cheated on her in a bender in Las Vegas with the Toms because Brittany was also saying on the same podcast that she announced that they were living in separate homes and taking time apart that she loves Schwartz and she was talking highly about Schwartz. So I think if Schwartz were part of Jack's cheating on Brittany, she would not be saying that shit. Yeah. I, I guess I just didn't want to believe that he cheated on her again. You know, I really didn't want to believe that. I mean, listen, could yet, like you said, we don't know what the frick happened. And I love that word frick, by the way. Um, I, I just didn't want to believe that part of me was like, okay, they've been together for a long time. They have a child now. Maybe they just needed space. Again, I don't have a kid. I don't know what that life is like. And maybe people just need space sometimes in certain ways. But I, I mean, think he did something. I mean, there's many reasons it could be. Don't forget, he they now have the restaurant. They He right. said before, like, that's how you were in a relationship, opening a restaurant. She was nervous about opening the restaurant. And now she he's was. out all the time doing the restaurant thing, promoting shit. You know, like, he's out all the time. Maybe he's just not home enough. Maybe he's not giving her the emotional security that she needs. Maybe he's drinking too much or something else too much. You know, like... There could be so many different reasons. It doesn't have to be cheating. It could be cheating. It could not be cheating. But the point is that I don't believe what he says. No. I'm going to believe what she says more. And we're just going to wait and see. And the valley is going to be good. It's going to be good. The valley's going to be so good. Oh, my gosh. I know you can't see me right now. But, like, just know I'm flailing a little bit because I'm so excited. I've heard in the past, okay, is that the show starts very differently than it ends, like, with the couples. And by the way, I'm not saying it's going to be very good as in, like, I want to see their downfall. I don't. I hope their family makes it. I think anytime there's children involved, especially, like, if you can make it work, if you're good for each other, and if you love each other, make it work, okay? And there's so many ways to make it work. What? Yes. No, no, no. I'm just like, yes, make it work. And like you were saying, there's so many ways to make it work. I'm just like, yes, yes. Like if you really want to, you will put in that effort and that energy to make it work. If, and know? sometimes you need time apart, I'm sure, to figure that out also and to see if you want to make it work. But anyway, I've heard that the couples, some of the couples start very differently than they end on the show. I've heard that there's going to be a lot of drama from Kristen. And Brittany has said also, like, Kristen is back to some of her old Kristen ways. And Jax has said this also. Brittany has said on this podcast with Michelle Lally, who's one of her co-stars or cast members, whatever you want to call it, on The Valley. And I really liked her. I really liked her on the podcast with Brittany. I just liked her personality. I thought she was sweet. And I thought she just seemed like a girl I would hang out with. But yeah, like down to earth, yeah. She seemed down to earth, yeah. Um her husband, I don't know. I don't I don't know about her husband, Jesse. I don't know their status right now. I just yeah. And also I again I have so much to catch up on. And the valley is something that I do have to catch up on. In mm-hmm. the sense of just like the whole cast and everything. Like I need to do like my own little like research on everyone because I just feel like I've been so involved with like Vanderpump and Summer yeah. House and all other Bravo legal things that are going on. But I know that – do we know when it's airing the Valley? Do they ever tell us? 
Yeah, we have a date. Tuesday, March 19th, just in a couple weeks. It's going to be the eighth episode of Vanderpump Rules. It's going to like transition into the valley. And oh, the yes. Is- that's going to be like the crossover thing. Okay, okay, cool. I also have Vanderpump Villa in my head too. I know that's coming out on the 1st of April. Is it going to be a crossover like Vanderpump ends and then it moves right into the valley? Yeah, the van. Yeah, it's gonna be be so exciting. Okay. So, did I say it on the last podcast or not? I don't know. These get so like crossover. I just assumed we would see cast members from each show. I didn't realize that they were gonna like literally transition from one show into the other. That is no. Yeah. So I think I I thought I said this on the last podcast, but let me know if I didn't. Um, the scene that I have the video of that I put up on our podcast page where Jax is at Tom Tom, and. He's yeah, leaving yeah. the restaurant. He's in the back room with the boys. I think I'm not positive. I think that might be the transition scene. Like, I think that might be why they f- took so long to film him leaving. But he, like, left the argument. It looked like with Sandoval because Sandoval was in the back room. And so was Schwartz. And I think Max, but I'm not sure. James was there, but James left a little earlier. Pissed off, I heard. He left and he went to Sir. And Jax leaves and I think that might be the transition where he leaves and then maybe he drives home into the valley I don't know I don't know I'm just thinking I, no I could totally see that I just imagined what you said and I'm I'm here for it yeah especially like the funniness of him like driving home pissed off like maybe him calling Brittany on the way home I don't know I don't know I'm, I, I love when they do that like when they did it Vanderpump they did it from Housewives into Vanderpump that was the best yes 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 and- I, yeah Okay, so Brittany also answered my question on this podcast, and it was really cool. And you know, when I ask a question, I ask it for a reason. Correct. So I was so glad that she answered it. My question was, um, who can you guys see being on the Valley with you? Like who from Vanderpump? And they said they could see Sheena. Okay. They they could see Lala. Mm Okay. Um, and they said, and they could even see Schwartz. Oh, that's a shock. I was not. Oh, okay. 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 Wait, question. Not, oh, but not Katie and Ariana. Okay. So I'm pretty no, sure. No, Katie you- and Ariana, no. I mean, maybe Katie would. I think Kristen had mentioned Katie. But the Schwartz thing is so funny, Wait, right? the Schwartz though? Okay. I know that Sheena and Lala have homes near each other. Do Schwartz also kind of live near them? Schwartz? lives by Kristen and Luke. Okay. So then I so, then I could see that then technically, yes. I could see that. Also, I'm curious if Schwartz may want to do that because I don't know, personally, for me, this season, I really do not only see but feel Schwartz kind of wanting to be there for Sandoval, but also separate himself. Like they used to be an identity together. And I don't know if Schwartz wants to be that identity. How good would that be for him if he had oh, something separate? Yeah. Because what has he done separately, truly? Not much. So that's why I'm like, okay, I was shocked. I was not expecting that, but I actually could see that, and I would love that for him. Wouldn't you love that? Yeah. And um, okay, so <laughs> they say they can mostly see Sheena. So we already know Sheena's going to be in the valley at some point. I mean, she, she has and we know that there's crossovers, but I think she's going to be full time. Now, here's the thing that's interesting. Sheena said on the podcast, what was she on just this, just yesterday? Vanderpod Recaps, who we love. Thank you, Vanderpod Recaps. She is the best. Lindsay, she does awesome recaps of all the podcasts. Go check her out. She's on Reddit and on Instagram. And 
she posted it. So let me see if I could find it. I believe, yes, it was Violet Benson. I'm also adulting with Violet Benson. And Sheena was on there. And Sheena said she like wouldn't leave Vanderpump, but she would be interested in doing the Valley. So doing both. Oh, okay. That was going to be my question. Like, would she fully remove herself from Vanderpump or no? She's going to kind of do like a duality. Like, I'm on I, both. I, I would love that because I don't want – here's the thing. I know. I personally don't want Vanderpump to end. I really, really don't. I, I just don't really know where else the show can go. So that's why I'm like, no, don't leave Vanderpump. But in the same breath, it's like, hey, if enough of all the Vanderpump rules people do move over to the Valley, then I'm also – I think I'm going to be okay. I think I'd be okay with that. What about you? I would be fine with it too. I don't want Vanderpump to end either. I think I think maybe I don't want Vanderpump to ever, ever end, but at this point I'm I tired. Know, I know. And that's the thing. It's like, you know how there's a saying, it's like all good things must come to an end. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, is it that time? Like, is it the time where yeah. like it kind of does now have to I don't know. Obviously, I have no idea. But like I don't it's want like- it to end. It's like I feel like I'm ending a relationship. Yeah, it's been it pretty, show pretty, pretty slow. <laughs> but that, you know, my favorite show, one of my favorite shows is Curb Your Enthusiasm. Wait, oh, no, I know, I know. So and- <laughs> I love that you just said that. Do you know I have a theory about why he says that? What's your theory? Okay, so hear me out. I love him. From a production standpoint, from an improv standpoint, yeah. that's him. You know in Bravo Land how they say, Bravo, 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 and then they're supposed to stop filming. What? When, you know, like the whole bravo, 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 and then they're supposed to stop. Like that's their keyword to like, hey, cease filming. Remember no, when Denise is that Richards- why so many people have that as their like profile name? Yeah, because when Denise Richards said bravo, bravo, fucking bravo, that's like a code word in like the industry for bravo specifically. And this is all alleged. I don't know if this is true or not, but I think Kyle Richards also did confirm that. Yeah, when you, if you're being filmed and you say that, they are supposed to stop filming. Like a safe word? Yeah, yes, yes. Thank you. I couldn't think of that, but yes, a safe Shut word. up. Yeah, no, I swear. That's yeah. cool. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So my theory, right? I applied the whole bravo, bravo, bravo because I started watching Curb Your Enthusiasm and I was like, you know, I noticed he always says that's pretty. Pretty, pretty cool. And then they transition into the next topic. I think that's his way of saying, guys, we got to cut this improv scene. I don't have any more left. Let's move on. Oh, my God. I love that. Yeah, that was like a little like thing I noticed. And I was like, where did that come from? Why is that there? And I was like, great. It's a staple. But also, there's a reason he keeps saying that. And I just, again, watch and let me know what you think. And we could chat about it in the next pod. But yeah, let me know what you think about that because I have I'm noticed we'll say that, that and then they switch. Okay. Interesting. God, I love but Yeah, that. I love that you just said that and I love you. <laughs> I just like want to like put him in my pocket. But okay, so it, what was my point of bringing up Curb? Oh, because no, there was a point of bringing up Curb, the pretty, pretty, hold on. Um, But like how Curb like keeps going away and then coming back and then you get fresh cast and what was the girl the freaking girl on curb is so fucking funny what's her name who which one the daughter (laughs) the daughter who's the actress the actress oh (laughs) hold on what's her name 
she like beat up Cheryl Hines in that one scene when they were trying to do her like self audition tape? Yes. So good. So, so good. Oh, Maria Sophia. Maria Sophia. Maria Sophia. She is a force to be reckoned with. Like, tell me. No, I'm sorry. That actress absolutely absorbed that role and provide like she gave me what i needed for that role oh my god she's amazing amazing okay all right anyway let's get back to top reality tv yeah yeah but it's been really you know just too slow and we need the spice of the valley we're excited for the spice of the valley to you know to pump everything up and the first look of the valley looks so much better than that stupid promo which made it look so boring and i don't know who did that promo but it was not a good one and the the first look looks amazing it looks so good again when i saw the like trailer for it originally i was at the vanderpump rules premiere and i was already so hyped obviously to see the first episode the energy though in the room while the premiere for The Valley aired, was wild. So many people. Again, there's other influencers, fans there, whatever the case is. Even the Vanderpump cast was so excited when that aired. I was like, I don't know how other people are going to feel about it. And then when I like heard the cheers happening and people were standing up, I was like, oh my gosh, yes. That's good. Yeah, I'm excited. Okay, all right. So let's do our quick Vanderpump recap of episode five. Yes, I love that. You keep going, wait, is it I don't, I don't know why I do it every time. Um, you know what? It gets confusing because, like, the previews come out, like, the next day for the next episode. It's just Honestly, bro, the only reason I know is because – you call me bro? I'm... Yeah, why? Wait, did you call me bro? Yeah. Oh, that's funny. I've never heard you call me bro before. You just <laughs> Bro? No, I said Oh, bro. did you call me bro? I thought you called me bro. <laughs> nobody I was like why did you call me bro I, I was like fine I just never heard you call me bro before oh you said bro you said my name bro. I thought like, you, you just called me ops on here so bro. I was so used to ops now that when you said it I thought you said bro I thought you said honestly bro <laughs> no but it's funny because like bro bro and no all rhyme and I was like no bro I called you bro oh my god okay dude um, got it no <laughs> <laughs> no, the only reason I know what episode it is is because I'm literally writing in my notepad, like physically writing, like orthographically with a pen and paper. I'm writing like episode five and I have it open for when we talk. So that's the only reason I know. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, I yes, love that you like write notes during the episode as if you're like. <laughs> I have to. No, literally because of my working memory, I will forget things. I literally have to, I'll like bullet point things, even if it's just like a. You know, I don't know, for Allie and James when they had their pool party last week or whatever the case was, I was like, pool party at James, just so I can be like, okay, what Um, happened then? You know what I mean? Like little bullet points. Because sometimes I really do forget things. No, I do too. I have to watch it. Like, so what I do the first time is I watch it. And then the second time I watch it and I'll like write a few things down, like just to talk about on here. But I have to say something interesting. It's not related, but it's kind of interesting and kind of related. My husband and I were talking about this. I have to watch it fully because I pay such close attention in general, not just the show. Right. But to people's behaviors and actions. So 
I never noticed things like people's shoes until like maybe the second time. Like people always talk about like Sandoval's platforms, which are I don't get why he wears platforms when he's tall enough, but whatever. It's, that's his choice. But I don't pay attention that much to what people are wearing and things like that because I'm so my brain automatically is in tuned to like people's emotions and what people are feeling and what they're what I think they're thinking like that's the way I look at everything so when I was younger even too in school sometimes like my coworkers, because you know being a teacher a new teacher I was when I first started it was only 20 22 23 whatever and a lot of my coworkers were like they could be my mom and then they could be my grandma and we were all super close and some of them were my age obviously too but I remember the moms would you know make comments about people <laughs> about people's shoes and I'm like I never noticed people's shoes I just never I never noticed that or like people's pants or people like I'll notice it if I like it if something stands out to me but it's because I realized it's because I'm so always in tune and looking at what people are thinking and feeling uh, maybe it's the empath. I don't know. But well, I know a thousand percent. It's it. I well, I think it's being part empathetic and then also being part. You is it safe to say you enjoy being observant? Yeah, I mean, I don't know if I enjoy it. It's just what happens. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say maybe not enjoy, but like I guess you, I enjoy it. Yeah, and also that's another thing. Some people are like hyper observant. Some people are hypo observant. Like you might be like, oh, I don't know. Some people like notice like changes in things, like little changes. They're hyper observant. Some people would be like, wait, what? You did that? I didn't even know that. Like hypo observant, not for any good or bad reason. It's just like I do think you are empathetic and I also think you're hyper observant in like a good way, you know? Um, yeah, but I wouldn't observe like if your clothing changed. I would observe if your like personality or behavior changed. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, and yeah. And you like shared with me one time about like how one of your like childhood friends, how their parent like would like change little things in the house <laughs> yeah. and that the dad would be so appreciative. And I was like, you're hyper observant. Like that's such uh, a skill that you have. Yeah. yeah, Because yeah. I always like interior design and stuff. And I'd be like a little 10 year old. And I go to my friend's house and be like, did you get new molding in the dining room? And then like, what 10 year old knows, knows about molding? You know what I mean? <laughs> like a chair rail or a crown like anytime they put some new mold and the dad like I love having you over here because you always notice like everything I do and like that was always a theme in my life like the parents would always like love talking to me because I would notice stupid shit like a new vase or new molding or you know their patio change or they power wash their patio like stupid ass shit like that no but little minute details and remember after you shared that with me I was like well, me and my family used to play What's Missing from the Table. And it's like the best, or for me personally, it was like the just best game to play. But then I've applied that throughout my life with like, okay, look around. What do you notice? What maybe is missing? What's not here? What should be here? So it's just like, I think watching TV shows like this, I'm still acting in that way. And so are you. You're looking at everything. Yeah, yeah. And even though I don't notice clothing one too much, Unless it like looks good, then I'll notice it. One thing I notice is Sandoval's fucking <laughs> Ken Barbie Midwestern shirt. Oh, I thought you were gonna say his nails. <laughs> oh, his nails are just part of him always. But like that shirt he was wearing in Tahoe, the black and white mm -hmm. Ken shirt. 
Mm-hmm. What's up with who? Does he not have? A, I guess he doesn't have a stylist. There's no way he has a stylist. He makes his. Own I'm suit. shocked that Schwartz does not share the stylist with Tom Sandoval. Schwartz's new stylist, Love. the Solomon sisters, right? Yeah, so good. No, because they really. I feel like Schwartz's style as of lately, he is looking good. I mean, he's yeah. always like you know, he's always looked good, right? Now I feel like he actually has a style. Yeah, they're stylishly Solomon. That's what their their handle is, and the Solomon sisters. But they are so they're doing a great job with him because he looks so much cleaner. He's not wearing like middle school, like nineteen ninety seven, you know striped shirts everywhere he's looking good i feel like shorts always looked good but he finally i feel like now actually has his own style yeah yeah okay so anyway about the episode sandoval looked like cowboy ken and then sheena no 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 no. i love i love your little like what did you say before ludicrous leap year i just love the little like snippets that you say oh what are those called those are called something right? i know i know alliteration Yes, yes, it's an alliteration. Okay. You're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I love the alliterations that you come up with. Uh, and I didn't come up with Shania Sheena, but that's that. I'll give that one to Sandoval. Well, actually, I really give that one to Draw Me Bitch because. Yeah, Draw Me Bitch with that. Whole, and now she's doing like the comics that move, and I'm here for it. Oh I'm my God, so the animation. Here. Animation, thank you. Yes. The freaking stop motion. The freaking. Schwartz one. She just did one and it's Lisa Vanderpump, but there's a little part of it that is Schwartz. And it is so essentially Schwartz. You have to it's so fucking funny. It's so funny. I, I have the ad's gonna come up for her and it'll tell people to go look at her. But anyway, um main point to the episode. Overall, I think people felt it was boring. I personally enjoyed seeing them in the Tahoe house. I know you Me said too. you like living vicariously through them there or something. Yeah, no, no, no. Like, listen, the episode I felt like was a little nonchalant. It was a little mundane. But, like, I really did like seeing them there. And I felt like they all had fun with, like, the water sports and everything. Like, it looked like a really nice time. And I've never been. So I was like, yeah, I was vicariously living through them. But it yeah. was like, I, I don't know. Maybe we needed a peaceful episode after the episode four last week. Because last week's episode was really, really heavy. So, like, maybe we kind of needed a little bit of a lull. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, this one had heavy parts, too, but just not as bad. I know you like Sandoval laying on the on the rocks. Like I was going to say, the water sports and then they end production. Your editing, I really do appreciate. I think it's very artistic. And Sandoval, just like, you know, that scene of him laying on the rocks. I was like, yeah, no, he hit rock bottom. That, that, that adds up. That tracks. Yeah. So I did like the episode, but I did see that a lot of people felt that way. I mean, no, there, there's nothing standing out. It, the season overall so far is quite lackluster. But I think that what people are most frustrated about is they feel like they're shoving Sandoval in people's faces and trying to make Sandoval happen. And people are like, we're not going to let Sandoval happen. That's what I feel like is going on. No, literally, though, I, I agree. So badly it is being pushed as, what would it be? Is it a metaphor? or a comparison i don't know but yeah stop trying to make sandoval happen fetch did never happen it never happened and it just won't happen um yeah but i do you know i feel like at least one thing i will say is from this episode i definitely could understand sheena's difficulties with her 
prior friendship with him. Yeah, and we'll see that more with the preview for next episode. But, I mean, she is... She looks sad when she looks at him. Like, you can see that she really does miss him. It's interesting to hear Lala and her talk about Sandoval. And one of the things I asked in my story is, like, how are people feeling about Lala right now? And it's very mixed. But I think with Lala, the biggest problem that people... <laughs> are feeling is like the hypocrisy of her and like she came so hard at him and now she's like backing off I don't know if she's just backing off because of her friend Sheena though I'm wondering if she just feels so much because of what Sheena is feeling that she's trying to back off of him also I don't know because also remember last week when we were talking about Lala and Schwartz at the pool scene and how I was just saying yeah like a very tender moment and I feel like they're plucking at certain strings for her. I feel like it's the same thing for Sandoval. Like, what do you mean? In that moment, sorry. In that moment last summer, he was like sober. And I feel like, you know, she was very mindful of that. Just in the sense of like, I feel like she's being so soft towards him. And I really expected her to pop off way more. Oh. Especially after the reunion and everything like that. So I just, yeah. Like, you know, when she reconnected with him, when filming picked back up, you know, she did see that he was in like a dark place. And he's trying to better himself with, you know, sobriety at the time. So I just feel like that probably played at her heartstrings a little bit. And she's yeah. showing a lot more grace than I thought she would. That's my point. She's showing him a lot more grace. Right. Yeah, I agree. I, I don't know the motive, the exact motive. I'm not really sure yet. I do find myself confused. And I love Lala, but I do find it very hypocritical that there's just a lot, a lot with Lala. Like her saying that she doesn't understand Ariana living in the house and she left the house, but yet she did not own that house with Rand. It's like a totally different situation. And and that's another thing. I don't agree with the comparison because the two, in my opinion, are like apples and oranges. So I don't think that the two can actually be like compared. They're very different things. They're but two she's different like scandals in themselves, you know? Yeah. What did you think about Sanibal crying? <laughs> um, I was going to say which time. Yeah, crying so much is what I should have said. Well, everybody's emotions manifest in different ways. Um, I've seen Sandoval cry throughout the years during like really, really like happy moments, if that makes sense, when he's been like overjoyed. Um I feel like, like Tom and Katie's wedding, which made no sense since he like would put Katie down all the time. But yeah. Yes. That mm -hmm. cry confused me, though. That one was a <laughs> cry. But then there were other times when, you know, him and Tom would be talking and they would just be having like a bro moment and he would cry. And I would think that that crying was, was beautiful. You know, I was like, wow, yeah. he's a man that's showing emotion. I love that. I love that. Really? I love that he's comfortable enough to not just with Tom in general, but just like I love when any guy can like be emotional and show in like a tender moment, you know, and like a yeah. tender moment. Now, wait, I did you like Sandoval before Scandival? Um, I didn't, I didn't like him and I didn't love him. It was kind of like take him or leave him. So okay. I always thought he was a little too cocky and I didn't know why. Like I was always like, all right, I get he's on TV. He's cool. You know what I mean? I, He's not like my cup of tea per se. I don't think he's like the most attractive, um, but I could understand, you know, his personality type and stuff like that. I could see he could be likable. 
but he did come off a little bit like cocky-ish to me. You know what I mean? Like I can't believe you just called him cool, by the way. If he heard that, that's what he always wants to be called is cool. I I feel like (laughs) he'd be like, everybody thought I was cool. And I'm like, I did not think you were cool. But maybe because we're a decade apart, you thought he was cooler than I did. No, no, I didn't think he was cool. I meant, okay. like, I think in his head, he th- thinks he's cool before all the scandal happened. I don't know. I'm just remembering pride when I went and I just remember how he was like acting and talking and he, he does have this like way about him where it kind of, for me, that's kind of a turn off. Like I want somebody that's like down to earth and not so into themselves, you know? Right. But you met him in person. So it's definitely different because you have a different view of him, I guess, from seeing him in in person for sure for sure but he does okay but he really did act in person the same on the same yeah as the same on tv so i was like okay mm-hmm. that was something that was interesting i like the consistency i was like all right well whatever he presents how he does in real life on tv okay um i'm not using the c double o l word because i'm not gonna say that don't call him cool like for real i truly never really felt anything towards like i really was like take him you were just like indifferent yeah, because I would feel like sometimes, well, I didn't like him with Katie. I always thought he was very disrespectful. I felt like if that's your best friend's woman, you should be really respecting her. So oh. he always like irked me in different ways, but I never like felt the way that I felt about him after Scandal before. Right. <laughs> Did you like him before Scandal happened? I never asked. No, I stopped liking Sandoval when he sat at the table with Ariana about her book. And he's like trying to have control. All of a sudden he worked his way into Ariana's fucking book. That's when I stopped liking him. Before that, I thought he was like sleazy, but I appreciated his character more because of the show. And I liked him with Tom and I thought he was funny, like ridiculous, just shaving the forehead. But I stopped liking him or to be like, oh, he's so annoying. After he sat down with Ariana at the table when she was like, don't you fucking roll your eyes at me or whatever. Yeah, because. It goes me out. And then I really, really stopped liking him with the Stasi book situation when she was doing the party at TomTom and he had to be the one in control. And he was mad that she didn't ask him permission. But meanwhile, she did. And Bo was sticking up for her. And it was like this whole freaking thing. And because it just showed me he has to be the one in charge of everything or he has to be the one looked at or he has to be the star. And then I was like, oh, you're so I did not like him. And then scannable and forget it. Then I was like, oh, true narcissist. So that's how I felt. That's my evolution of Tom. But my point of asking was because I just thought it was interesting when he was crying. I did believe him crying this episode because he's not doing the whole like Sheena video crying where he's like, I'm sorry, Sheena. You know, like he's not doing that cry or like the Kristen cry. Like, Kristen, I just want you to be happy. I just want you to be happy. Like, it seemed more like a real genuine cry because he wasn't performing. I love your Sandoval impressions, especially the ones where he's crying or being like overdramatic. Yes. No, I think <laughs> not a thousand percent. Okay, so hear me out. When he was crying with, when he was crying in the car with uh, Schwartz. Okay, that's what I was going to say. What are you going to say? That for me was, I do think that that moment really did hit him, actually. Yeah, it did. I think that was a real... I think that was a realization for him. Like, oh my God, I haven't been, she hasn't greeted me in a long time and it felt nice. And I think he was overwhelmed with good feelings. That's why he cried. Because when you asked me before about him crying, what I was going to say was, I never, I'm circling back. This is crazy. But I don't know if he, I, I've never really seen him cry at something like per se sad. 
but I have seen him show emotions in that way with crying when he's overjoyed in certain ways emotionally. Yeah. So I felt like but overjoyed in that moment and he was crying. He did, though. He did. I believed he was crying 100%, but he did take his freaking sunglasses off to show that he was crying. No, I, he took I, his sunglasses he off. He has to. He's, in my opinion, shows a lot of characteristics of, you know, a certain personality type. And yeah, I feel like those were real tears, though. But I, I They were real tears. But he was like, oh, look, I got to show that they're real tears. Look, everyone, I did it. I'm a real boy. And then he's wiping his tears, you know, and I'm like, dude. Like, you just took off your fucking glasses off to show us you were crying. You could have just, the tears would have dripped down anyway. You didn't have to do that. It was so weird. <laughs> I thought it was so weird. And then sometimes the way Schwartz asks him things, like when he's like, are you crying? I feel like he's just asking him to be like, look, people, he's crying. Yeah. Like, I, he like knew he was crying. That's a moment for me when I'm like, Schwartz, you're setting yeah. up for success in this way. <laughs> yeah. He's helping the narrative. He's doing what Lisa asked. Yeah. Speaking of the narrative, people are very upset about that. That's what a lot of people are upset about. Although I will tell you, I was surprised when I asked it on my stories. I would say it was like 80% like that. But there was like a good 20% of people who really are looking at him, like understanding his perspective more now. And it's definitely been more and more each week. It's just, it's interesting. Well, okay. It's not a lot, but when I say 20% of people, sorry, it wasn't 20% solid, like, oh, I'm for Sandoval. It's just like, I'm starting to understand his feelings, or I could see where he was coming from with this, or yes, I felt for him in this moment. Things like that. You know what I mean? Also, I recorded my live last night, and there were people in there that really do show sympathy towards Sandoval. Oh, so you had people in your live, like, commenting during the episode, you mean? Yeah, for last night's episode, yeah, and... What were they saying? So, okay, well, let me be very, very clear. I saw maybe out of like a thousand comments, I saw maybe four or five comments that were in defense of Tom. Like mm -hmm. you know, mental health is really, really serious. It should be taken seriously. We are never denying that. Mental health is, of course, serious. Um, there was people saying that somebody, and I'm trying to find it. I'm scrubbing through right now to try to find it, but it pretty much said, and I'm paraphrasing, but like, you know, I would love to see Tom back on TV, like, after he gets the help he needs, was the gist. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think, like, you know, we didn't get any negative comments about the last podcast. I wasn't sure people were going to be like, stop defending him, because I really didn't feel like we were defending him. I really felt like we were trying to explain just the mental health portion of it and not defend him, but say, like, I'm not going to not take it seriously when somebody says that they're having these types of thoughts again s or si warning if that's triggering for you you might not want to listen to this part but I, I was worried that people were going to have that response but i didn't see that response but i do think that it's like much more mixed than it used to be of people understanding his side and not but i think the majority of people don't even want him on the show so i feel like people don't necessarily want to see him on the show anymore but i feel like if he maybe took time off and actually did a little bit of different things than what he decided to do after Scannable and then came yeah. back maybe for like a season 12. I think that I think it would be very different for him. I do. I think that people I, I mean, even me personally, I definitely 
respect Rachel way differently than I respect Tom because she went and got help for herself and at least tried. You know what I mean? That Mm -hmm. already like, because for me, like Tom, you doing special forces is not therapy. It, It could be therapeutic in a sense, sure, but it's not, that is not a therapy program, you know? You think Tom took that as like his penance? Well, yeah, I mean, and he even said it like on special forces too. like, you know, I'm doing this to punish myself. I think he thought if he went through that, then he would be able to forgive himself. And then that's all that matters at the end of the day. Oh, my God. No, you're so right. He did look at that. Look at it like that. Like he punished himself. He's forgiven himself. We have not. That's where the struggle comes in, because in his reality, it's, it's all done. It's over. Okay, hold on. I need to think about what you just said. You think he's. Give me a second to process that. You think he's forgiven himself, huh? Yeah, I think you're right. Hmm. Hold on. He's forgiven. That's a good point. He's forgiven himself. That's how I've taken it. That was the impression it left on me. When I heard that in Special Forces, I was like, oh, he's doing this so he can forgive himself and move on with his life. And he's not regarding the public because he's Tom. So as long as he can forgive himself, then that's why he's able to so confidently say, you know, and act in the way that he's acting now on interviews and everything like that. Like, we're all confused. Like, how could you be like this? And in his head, I feel like he's like, what do you mean? It's all forgiven. Yeah. Yeah. I think the way a lot of people feel in general is like when they say I'm sorry to someone or to, about a situation, right? If they said I'm sorry want or whatever it is they feel like it's enough because they did that but it's not enough and I I might have said this on one of the other podcasts but I'll never forget like a comment somebody made on one of my posts about it not that long ago and they said some things um some indiscretions require multiple apologies and different and in different ways and different forms and apology is like you can give it But like as a person receiving it and understanding it. And honestly, I don't even think it matters at this point. Like, you know, I don't think he needs to apologize to anyone else. It does not even the point. The point, I think, is just him acknowledging it. And when he's taking that freaking was it an axe? I'm not a big tool person. The irony of the tool, though, you know, throwing this tool. But what was it? An axe? Like when they're they're doing the wall sledgehammer. Sorry, thank you. No, 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 I'm saying like the sledgehammer that they were hammering. And I, it's so funny, Ops, because if you saw my phone right now, I literally have it on my live from last night, specifically on that scene, because the comments went off during that scene. Oh, yeah. He's freaking using the sledgehammer and calling out everything that everyone else did, except for his fucking self. And like, what are you doing? What are you doing? That's not the point. That wasn't the point of it. That is his reality. Does that make sense? That is how I perceive Tom's reality. Yeah, that is his reality. And that's the problem. And like, you know, I think and people were saying actually when talking about talking about the podcast or like, I don't want to hear too much about Tom Sandoval. And I don't blame them because it's getting annoying. Like, go to therapy, go do your work, go figure out what you did wrong so that other people can then get over it. And then you'll be fine and happy, okay? And everybody will go give you endorsements again and all that shit. But, like, you need to take some accountability for the shit that you did, not in terms of apologies. Like, we will get over it. I promise we'll get over it (laughs) if you just took a little bit different onus, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. 
Anyway, that, that scene had to be spoken about, though, Ops, because truly that was one of the only scenes I wanted to talk about because I was like, my guy, are you seriously hitting the wall screaming worm with a mustache and not labeling any of the actions you committed, yet labeling all of the actions others committed because of the actions you initially committed? Because of you. Sense. And yelling Lala. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Lala and James like and James too because you know how much I mean Lala was really with the whole send it to Daryl and all this other stuff he could be hitting the wall for Rachel in that moment that's how I perceived it too he's getting all his aggression out like how dare you do that to me and to Rachel he was pretty much screaming everything that was that happened or had to deal with Scandal which also included Rachel you know what I mean yeah it's so crazy because he could have had such a good moment of like yeah I can't believe I did this. I hurt Ariana. I hurt my friends. I did. And and then like been sobbing and everybody would have been like, wow. Did he compare himself? He did it. Doesn't he needs to watch other movies for inspiration, not varsity blues. What? (laughs) Did he compare himself to Charles Manson? Hold on. I had a few people bring up Charles Manson. When did he when did he say that? He must have said something like that because people are like he did not just compare himself to <laughs> oh of course he would he would compare himself to literally probably anyone he like just oh god all right oh and somebody wrote in my live during that scene this is the exact moment i see katie understand how she made the best decision of her life. oh yeah yeah i love when the girls were like my husband laughing too and they were like just saying how they'd rather do anything than be there with them. I get why they didn't go, but man, that place is beautiful. Oh, yes, that was gorgeous. Let's talk about Lisa with the dog and James because this settled. <laughs> People have been blaming Lisa this whole time. And yeah, what we said on the podcast last time, the second thing ended up being what happened. And it's interesting because, oh, do you want to talk about what Rachel said on her podcast, actually? Because you did the live with that. Do you know the, what I'm talking about with Rachel? Because if you don't, then we won't talk about it. Because I don't know. Ex- I don't remember exactly what she said. But she just said she was happy to see that Lisa didn't bring up something with the dog. Yeah. The euthanization thing. I never say that word, right? Oh, euthanization. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What did she say? Because that was over the summer. Remember, that was like the story that came out. And Rachel, I think that's why she wanted to like defend that that was not what happened so in this week's episode it was not spoken about in that manner that you know the dog was only a few hours from being euthanized and stuff so she was happy about that oh rachel thought that that was gonna come out right 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 so also that's interesting though because we can see now how stories do kind of just come out of nowhere and then look it was confirmed i mean i guess it was confirmed right that like that did not happen. Graham wasn't hours away from being euthanized. Right. Unless Lisa took it out. But Lisa, yeah. I don't know because other people were saying that too. That maybe production edited that part out. I think if Lisa thought the dog was hours away from being euthanized, she would have gone even harder though. But I'm not sure. I mean, same here because she's literally like... <laughs> she's a dog mommy you know what i mean so that's why i'm yeah. like i can't see her staying quiet on that yeah my question is like when did she get the dog training because the dog was obviously better 
And so I guess, like I said on the podcast last week, I'm thinking the time from when she got the dog, got the dog some training, and then gave the dog to James. Because they were saying that the dog was so well-behaved in Tahoe. However, I was watching, what was I watching or listening to just today? Somebody was confirming about Graham being aggressive, but they were saying it's when he's around food, like his food bowl. Oh, well, which... food aggression is so different, I feel like, than just, I mean, it, it, at least in my opinion, food aggression is a lot different than just like random aggression, arbitrary. I don't know if it's only the food bowl, but that's what they were saying. Yeah, they were saying that it's, they've only ever seen him with the food bowl. Food aggression can be horrendous, but I was just saying yeah. like food aggression also could be isolated. Like some dogs act awesome and then once you put place a food bowl in front of them then they go nuts they change completely their behavior you know what i mean yeah we were taught when my dog was a baby like play with him while he was eating to get him used to it yes, while he was I'm eating saying, i'm like you can't see me but i'm shaking my head up and down literally same yeah and then who we would do like we would teach him it was really cute but he would learn okay sit wait and then when he was ready to eat, we say manja because we're Italian. So yes. go eat. Oh, I love that stuff. And I love that so much. But he is a really good, I mean, my dog's a crazy little dog because he's not little. I don't know why I say little, but he's a little guy to me. But um, <laughs> yeah. he's crazy because he has, he's super calm and cuddly and chill. But then he also has so much energy. And like, if you are not there, he will jump on the counter, on the counter. If you're not home or not in the room. And look for food. So as much as we trained him, and we like, he had a lot of training, and he's really good, but he will jump on a counter. I used to come home from work before my daughter was born. I used to come home from work, and he'd be freaking sitting. He's a 35-pound dog on our dining room table, like just chilling in the sun because the sun would hit the dining room table, just chilling there. like Speaking of fat now. Nah. Hey. <laughs> just hanging out on your ridiculously expensive dining room table that you should have never bought. Um, but anyway, the point is that I do think that dogs need really important, good training because <laughs> they have their own inclinations. And I think that it's natural for them to have food aggression for in a lot of cases, you know, because that's probably how it is in the wild. But it was nice to see the dog being so well behaved. And I wonder if Rachel felt any comfort in seeing the dog being happy. Yeah, that was actually, okay, so that was a question I, well, first off, I do have to say, okay, specifically for that scene, I did question, what if Graham runs up to Sandoval, like, hey, friend, I remember you. Yeah, you know what, I never thought that, just because I feel like Sandoval is not, like, a very, like, oh, come here, little, but, you know. True, yeah. true. The only reason I thought that is because that, like, last scene that he shoots for season 10 with Rachel, Graham is there. So that's why I was yeah. like, he was around Graham. Graham knew him. How awkward would that be if Graham beelined right to Sandoval? You know what I mean? It, like, it was a fleeting thought that like passed in my mind. That would be so funny. That literally, that would have been really funny. That would have been good. That would have been good TV, actually. Kind right? of that would have been hysterical. Allie's a smart girl, I think. I love Allie. Allie is just the best. Also, what she said about like, you know, how she handled that situation, I think really says a lot about herself. You know, she just, yeah. I feel like, is handling it with such, like, grace and class. And, like, I thought she was so respectful when she said, you know, well, hey, if Raquel can become Rachel, we can change Graham to hippie, right? Like, I didn't feel like that was disrespectful in any way. I felt like she was really looking at it like, yeah, like, we could do this. Things happen, you know? Yeah. 
I think she really acknowledges Rachel's feelings to acknowledges people's feelings. She doesn't want to have Rachel in her life, but I think she acknowledges. Understandably so. Yeah. Yeah. But just like this would be mean or she must feel this way. She's just like an empathetic person. It seems like I like Allie a lot. Yeah. How awkward was Lisa at the table? (laughs) Can you say? Can you say one nice thing about Sandoval? It was so awkward. It was okay. Also, I literally wrote this down. Okay. I wrote Lisa putting James on the spot and then like three, four seconds later, he's in the confessional. He's like, thanks for putting me on the spot, Lisa. I mean, I was like, literally, that is the worst feeling. I don't, I don't like being put on the spot personally. I think I handle being put on the spot well, but that doesn't mean I like it. And that was awkward. That was so freaking, I don't know. I just thought it was so I just feel like she's trying to reach everything. Like, you're trying to force and rush stuff. Like, let things kind of flow naturally. It's a big deal that we're all even sitting at the table. Remember last week when you were saying, like, Brock should be Sheena's cheerleader and celebrate the little baby stuff? Oh, by the way, I had to cut that out of the podcast because we had no time. I'm going to add that to the second podcast that we release tomorrow. Okay, go ahead. Let's definitely talk about that. So- you know, you've mentioned before how with OCD and stuff like that, like being somebody's cheerleader, celebrating baby steps, I feel like not just with OCD specifically, but like with anything, it, things should be celebrated, even if it's a little baby step, because that does show growth and that shows <laughs> movement forward, you know? So like, Lisa, celebrate that they're all sitting there together. That's your win right now. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> I So when she said it, like, it was so awkward. But I felt so bad because I could see her face and she's like, she's afraid for him. Did she not look she, like a mom? Like looking She at- looked like a mom. She looked like that's the feeling I get from her with him right now. Like it's like she's trying. But also I feel like she would have gotten such a better conversation if she would have been like, hey, what's everybody's like rose and thorn of the trip or something and been less specific. She's not equipped in that way. Yeah. It's like we're a different generation. And m- many people in that generation are not as equipped to do things that way. They're also more set in like different ways. And nothing against them. It's just the way it is. Like the younger we get, like your generation, you have more tools than my generation had. You know, the generation right before me had less than I have. Like it's just the way it is. And I feel like she just doesn't know how to deal with things in the way that we've learned is a better way to do it. And I think she's just she's just trying anything she can. I just thought it was so funny. Name something <laughs> name something. What did she say? Name something you like or name something nice about Sandoval. Yeah, she was like, tell us one thing that you like about him. And I was like, what? That's so God. random. <laughs> ask, like, oh, what are you guys gonna get for dinner? You know? Like, yeah. But okay, what I will say is I she was trying. I think that's what we both felt. She's really yeah. trying. Yeah. She was trying. Um, like half people think she's like just being so manipulative, which I get why people think that. I just don't think she's being manipulative. I think she's really just I don't think she's doing it to be manipulative. I think it could come off like that, but I really do think that she is trying and I do think she is concerned about Sandoval. I do. Yeah. People think Lisa's interjecting too much in the show, which she probably is. I did feel like this was the first episode where I felt like I think it's just a little bit too much Sandoval 
I get it. He wasn't in the first episode, but now it's like Sandoval, 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 Sandoval. And I could use a Sandoval break. And they're not showing enough of Katie and Ariana. And I don't know why. <laughs> Agreed. Because I just want to see Ariana and Katie. And I feel like we're not getting any of that. Like it opened up with like, does my car smell like weed? No. Okay. <laughs> I feel like that's all we really got to see of them. That's the blip I remember. Yeah. And also, are they going to film in something about her, even though they're not open? Like, I want to see the inside more. Like, where is the inside? Why aren't they showing us? I do think that they're going to, right? Mm. I hope so. All right. Let's stop our Vanderpump stuff there. I'm Vander tired right now. Oh, quickly before we go, the Lego picture. Yeah. So the Lego picture that has been which by the way i didn't know it was legos did you the picture of sandoval and ariana i forgot that that was a lego picture i absolutely forgot that that was a lego thing i only recently remembered that when i was like oh my god those are all legos that's so cool you say legos like such a new yorker like lego my ego i love it so now it makes more sense why they kept it there because that's a that's a lot of work and that's a really nice piece of artwork but they're saying that they're going to (laughs) change the lego picture to be just ariana and i saw somebody said why don't you change sandoval to maya i love that idea oh my gosh imagine a little maya ariana portrait lego really version. or maybe charlotte you know that would be really really cute actually yeah. that would be the most sweetest would be charlotte yeah Okay, so we are done for today. That was a lot. There is a lot going on. So if any planets want to like get aligned so that nothing else happens in the Bravoverse for the next few weeks, that I would appreciate so, so much. But I feel like this was a good recap as best we could of the events that transpired in Bravo this week. Yeah. Crazy week. Let's see what happens next week. I'm sure there's going to be more shit. There's something Every day, Jackson, Brittany, next week are going to be living in a castle in Kentucky. Um, (laughs) (laughs) All will be fine there. But thank you guys for joining us. Let us know on our messages, please. We said with some kind critique, we are open to some feedback and we appreciate it. And we like reading it too. We love reading it. Absolutely. Thank you guys so, so much for listening. And we enjoy doing this. This is so much fun. And I just feel like it makes it a little bit easier that like we're all in this together. We're getting all this info at the same time. We're chatting about it. So let us know if you have any other thoughts about anything else. DM us. We love to hear from you. Yeah, please, wherever you're listening to our podcast, give us a follow so you get alerts and make sure you leave a review. That would be super helpful for us. Thank you guys. Later. Later.